0: The following pre-recorded program is sponsored by We Know Medicare. Welcome to We Know Medicare, keeping you in the know on all things Medicare and providing you a wide range of options and valued advice for improving the quality of your health care and your life. Get unbiased direction along with valuable tips and tools for achieving the best health care plan available for both you and your loved ones. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy. It's We Know
1: Medicare. And now, here's Dan Leary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to a, talk a little differently today. Uh, you know, we always discuss Medicare and things around Medicare and caretakers and families uh, around folks that are Medicare beneficiaries uh, and those that are veterans and those that are in Medicaid. And... Um, <clears throat> you know, all the folks that are centered around really kind of any kind of healthcare, but we do talk a lot about uh, those that are Medicare beneficiaries. But what I want to switch it up today, and I want to talk to you about the 10 things you need to know about social security. And social security provides the benefits to more than 66 million people. And those monthly payments have an enormous impact on older Americans' financial health. And according to the Census Bureau data, Social Security accounts for at least 50% of the income for more than half of the households headed by someone 65 or older. And it provides nearly 80% of the income for one in five such households. Now, it keeps more than 26.5 million people from falling below the poverty line. How about that? And it's an institution that looms so large in American life, it's bound to generate questions about what it does and how it works. And so I wanted to give you some answers to, to some of the most frequently asked questions about Social Security. Now, <clears throat> you can find more detailed information on on a Social Security by going directly to their website. Now, let's get into this. Uh, You know, we said we were going to talk about 10. And so, 10 things you should know. One is, is Social Security just for retired workers? The answer is no. Uh, As of March 2023, 74% of beneficiaries were retirees. The remainder were spouses, ex-spouses and children of retirees that that make up about 4%. There are disabled workers and their families, and that makes about 13%. And then there's survivors of deceased beneficiaries, which makes up uh, the remaining 9%. So as you can see, social security is a bigger net than just retired workers. And two, you can start collecting social security benefits uh, at the age of 62 but your payments will be greater if you wait until your full retirement age which is between 66 and 67 uh, depending on your year of birth now if you are eligible for survivor benefits or social security disability insurance that's known as ssdi Uh, you can start collecting earlier. Another one that you should know is how do you sign up for social security? Well, you can apply for retirement, spousal, or disability benefits online by phone at 800-772-1213 or in person at your local social security office. For survivor benefits, you can apply by phone or in person uh local offices have reopened to walk-in traffic back in April 22 after being largely closed to visitors for more than two years because of you know the, the pandemic we went through and are still it's still looming. But the Social Security Administration strongly recommends calling ahead to make an appointment if you're going to go into one of their offices. And another quite one that is really important to know and to ask is how long do you need to work to become eligible for these? Social Security benefits. Now for retirement benefits, at least 10 years you need to work. Social Security uses a system of credits uh, which you collect by working and paying Social Security taxes. Now you can earn up to four credits a year and you need 40 credits to qualify for retirement benefits. The credit threshold may be lower for disability benefits, however. And five, you must stop working to collect retirement benefits. No, you know, that's not necessarily true. No, you can receive benefits while you're working. But if you are below full retirement age and earn more than a certain amount, your monthly benefits will be temporarily reduced. And once you reach full retirement age, the reduction is eliminated and your benefits will be increased to make up for whatever was lost over time. And everyone wants to know how much they're going to get from Social Security. So number six is how much are you going to get from Social Security? Well, that depends on a number of factors, right? Uh, Most crucially, your lifetime earnings from your work in which you paid Social Security taxes. Now, Social Security takes your 35 highest earning years, calculates an inflation-adjusted average, and plugs that into a progressive formula that determines your basic benefit. Mm, yeah, we're all going to remember that. And the amount will also be affected by how old you are when you claim your benefits. You won't know it for sure until you file, but you can always go on to different sites that have social security calculators. Uh, one that comes to mind is AARP. They have a social security calculator uh, to get an estimate of what you may receive. And you want to also, uh, number seven, is what's the maximum monthly Social Security benefit anyway? So for a worker claiming Social Security in 2023 at full retirement age, the highest monthly amount is $3,627. That's a little less than double the average retirement benefit, which back in March of 2023 uh, is $1,833. Now, to draw the top benefit, your earnings must have exceeded social security's maximum taxable income and the annually adjusted cap on how much of your income is subjected to social security taxes for at least 35 years of your working life. So, again, you know, it's fairly complicated as to how much uh, you'll get. But, you know, the highest amount is 3627 Number eight, a question that has always floated out there and people are always talking about, I see online, how can I boost the amount of my benefit? Well, you know, in number eight, uh, the longer you wait to start collecting after you become eligible, uh, the more you'll receive. Say you were born in 1960. If you claim Social Security upon turning 62, you'll get 70% of the benefit amount calculated from your lifetime earnings. If you wait until full retirement age, in this case 67, you'll get 100%. Delay past full retirement age and Social Security increases your benefit 8% a year until you hit 70%. There's no financial incentive to delay your social security benefit past age 70. Uh, number nine, this is a really interesting one. Uh, can I receive social security benefits based on an ex-spouse's earnings? Well, uh, yes, you may be able to claim a divorce spouse's benefit in, if the marriage lasted at least 10 years you are at least 62 years old and you have not remarried. If so, you could get up to 50% of your former spouse's full benefit, but only if that exceeds your own retirement benefit. And Social Security will pay the higher of the two amounts, not both. So number 10, and the last one is, when someone dies, how does Social Security know? Well, the Social Security receives reports of beneficiaries' deaths from family members, funeral homes, and government agencies. Even if you know another entity will report the death of a member of your family, it's a good idea to inform Social Security yourself. And you, can, you need to do this as soon as possible. And you can do that by calling them at 800-772-1213. Again, that's one 800 Seven seven two one two one three. So it's really important, right? Um, as you are nearing your retirement or you're coming into one of these other uh, situations where you can be uh, part of social security with either a disabled worker or a family of them or survivors of deceased beneficiaries and ex-spouses and, you know, there's many different scenarios. But it's really important to know that, you know, this is the piece that's going to help you throughout your retirement. It may not be what you save for. You may have your uh, 401ks, IRAs, Kias, all of those different things out there. But it's really important to understand Social Security. And what's really interesting here is, you know, uh, most people nowadays, uh, are retiring between the ages of 66 and 67. You know, that's pushing it past the 65 that everyone was always talking about. But what really still happens when you turn 65 is that's when you become eligible for Medicare. And just because your Social Security benefits, uh, if you're born in 1960, and so If you look at that, you know, you're gonna come into, you know, in the next couple of years, you'll be turning 65. You want to make sure you enroll in your Part B because even though you're not gonna get your social security because you're still going to be working or you don't get that benefit till you're 66 or 67, uh, you know, you need to have your Medicare Part B, you can, if you're still working, You don't have to take the Medicare, but you're going to get your Part A, but you want to make sure you have credible coverage. So this this is why I wanted to talk about Social Security, because sometimes there's a disconnect between when you become eligible for Social Security and when you become eligible for Medicare. And knowing there's a difference between the two can save you all um, having to pay the late enrollment penalties that CMS uh, will place on folks if they do not enroll in their Part B, uh, you know, in their initial enrollment period, which is three months before one turns sixty-five, the month of their birthday, and three months after, and those uh, enroll late enrollment penalties last your lifetime. So it's really important to distinguish the dates between social security and Medicare, because they're two different things. You're looking for two different things as you age into Medicare and retirement, but just know those two lines have been separated and now you, you will get your part B and A when you turn 65, unless you delay it. The best thing that anyone can do is give us a call at We Know Medicare at 877-346-2060 or go to WeKnowMedicare.org and there's a plethora of information on there. Stick around. We're going to be right back. We're taking a break.
2: in a name. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare supplement insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there we know medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan what's in a name well a lot with we know medicare your advocate for health care needs learn more at we know then call them and request a no-cost consultation 877-346-2060 that's 877-346-2060 877-346-2060 we Know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or one eight hundred Medicare to get information on all your options.
0: And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Larry.
1: Welcome back, everybody! Thanks for sticking around. I hope you got some coffee or something to top off, like I did. So I want to continue down this path of Medicare and Social Security because uh, it is a, a, a parallel path, if you will. Um, that it really is important to understand both tracks. And so one of the questions that's always surrounding this whole thing is: is when when will I get my Medicare card? And you know that that's going to vary upon your own circumstances, right? This is gonna be very dependent upon your own circumstances. But you'll receive your Medicare card in your Welcome to Medicare package. When it arrives depends on how you enroll in Medicare. Now, let's talk about automatic. You'll get a Medicare card without additional effort if you already receive Social Security benefits. It's gonna just be an automatic thing. Uh, You can delay it. You can defer your Medicare coverage if you're getting Social Security benefits, but you must take steps to do so. Or, uh, you know, if you haven't started receiving Social Security but want to begin Medicare at age 65, you basically sign up. So let's talk about what if you're already getting Social Security benefits, right? If you're already receiving Social Security benefits at least four months before your 65th birthday, your enrollment in Medicare is automatic. You'll receive your card in the mail uh, three months before your Medicare coverage starts. You can start using the card at the beginning of the month you turn 65 or the first day of the previous month, if your birthday falls on the first day of the month, right? So if your birthday's on the first day of the month, you become eligible the month before. And the start date for part A and part B will appear appear on the front of your card. It'll say effective date, part A, effective date, part B. And you're enrolled automatically in parts A and B, except in Puerto Rico, where you're automatically enrolled only in Part A. Now, most people don't pay premiums for Part A because uh, they or their spouse had Medicare taxes deducted from their paychecks for at least 40 quarters of their work and the equivalent of 10 years. But you will pay premiums for your Part B. Currently, your Medicare Part B premiums uh, for 2023 are $164.90 a month. And they're typically deducted automatically from your social security benefits. And if you're a higher wage earner before you retired, you're going to pay higher premiums. Uh, it's called the income-related monthly adjustment. And, you know, one thing that people are always saying, hey, Dan, you know, what if I have social security, but I don't want Medicare yet? So if you're already receiving social security benefits and are enrolled in a Medicare automatically, you must keep your Part A coverage. You can decide whether you want to keep your Part B. And if you don't have health insurance from your own or your spouse's current employer, you usually need to keep Part B. Otherwise, you may have coverage gaps and have to pay a late enrollment penalty if you sign up later. And that late enrollment penalty lasts your lifetime. Now, if you or your spouse is still working and uh, you have health insurance from a company with 20 or more employees, you may not need Part B or its premiums yet. Uh, If you don't want to keep Part B, check the box on the back of the Medicare card that says, I do not want Part B medical insurance. Sign the back of the card and send it back to Medicare. You'll receive a new card in a few weeks, uh, noting that you're enrolled in Part A only. Now you wanna jot down your Medicare number before you uh, return the card in case you need to use your Part A benefits before the new card arrives. And don't forget to sign up for Part B no later than eight months after losing employer coverage to avoid a late enrollment penalty. So anytime you're delaying or making moves to where you're not going to be taking your Part B, you wanna make sure that you have creditable coverage, that there's no gaps, and that you are making sure and communicating with Medicare, uh, Social Security, that you're not taking the Part B yet. And when you really do have that ability to uh, leave and retire, or let's say that they don't have a health plan anymore, or uh, you have eight months after losing that employer coverage to avoid a late enrollment penalty, and please avoid them because they last your lifetime. Another great question that comes up is, you know, what if I'm not receiving Social Security yet, you know, and I want to keep working. So if you don't receive Social Security benefits at 65, you'll need to take steps to sign up for Medicare. And when you complete the enrollment process, uh, expect their card to arrive in the mail along with your welcome to Medicare package about two weeks later. And for people born in 1943 and later, the age to receive full Social Security benefits is age 66 and older. And even though you can wait to sign up for Social Security, you should be ready to make a Medicare decision at age 65. Now, most people need to sign up for Medicare during their initial enrollment period, which begins three months before the month they turn 65 and continues until three months after their birthday month. Now you may be able to delay if you or your spouse is still working and you have coverage from that active employer uh, depending on the size of the company. And it generally needs to be uh, 20 employees or more. Some people with employer coverage still sign up for premium free Part A at 65. But if you have a high deductible health plan and want to continue contributing to a health savings account, you should delay your Medicare sign-up. Now, if you enroll in Medicare before your birthday month, your coverage takes effect the beginning of the month you turn 65. During during your birthday month, uh, if you enroll or the last three months of your initial enrollment period, your coverage begins the first day of the following month unless your birthday was on the first day of month and then you can enroll the prior month. Now, before the rules changed in 2023, coverage was delayed by two or three months if you signed up after your birthday month. Um, and if you didn't sign up during your initial enrollment period because you had health insurance from an active employer, uh, you can qualify for a special enrollment period that lasts for up to eight months after you or your spouse leaves the job and loses the coverage. And if you miss your initial enrollment period and don't qualify for a special enrollment period, uh, you have to wait to sign up until the next general enrollment period, which is January 1st to March 31st annually. And coverage will begin the month after you enroll. But be aware, depending on your circumstances, you might be facing a late enrollment penalty. So always, when you're turning 65, three months before the month of, and three months after, If you stay in that realm just for Medicare, you're going to be in a good spot. And, you know, if people are always asking, and we're all very sensitive to about the public information um, or our personal information getting out into the public. So everyone wants to know, you know, what's the information on a Medicare card? So your red, white, and blue Medicare card includes the Medicare number that your doctor, hospital, and other providers use to submit claims to Medicare. It's your Medicare ID. This sturdy paper card also shows the date when your coverage begins for Part A and Part B. Until a few years ago, your Medicare number would have been the same as your social security number. Whew, that was scary. The concerns about ID theft prompted Congress to require the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to change everyone's Medicare identifier from their social security number to an 11 character randomly assigned combinations of numbers and letters. And all Medicare beneficiaries should have received a new card between April 2018 and April 2019 with their new numbers. The old cards and numbers expired January 1, 2022. And so that brings us into uh, are the new Medicare cards scam proof? Well, is anything? Uh, you know, so no, but nothing really is. Scammers will still come up with ways to pursue, uh, persuade you to divulge your 11 digit Medicare number. One common Medicare scan entails callers suggesting you replace your paper guard, card with a plastic chip card, similar to a credit card. That's because criminals outside of the healthcare settings will try to persuade you to divulge your new, tougher to figure out, Medicare number. Know that Medicare will never call you to ask you for your social security number, nor will it charge a fee to issue you a new card. Medicare doesn't offer chip cards or plastic cards. You can always print an official copy of your card, or a, order a new one from your online Medicare account. You know, I've known some folks have those little, uh, gosh, what do they call those? They 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 little piece of plastic, right? And you you cover it with this plastic, and, and you know that's what my mom did with hers. Now you want to keep in mind that a Medicare card isn't the only insurance card you're going to need. Uh, If you have original Medicare, you'll also likely have at least two other medical insurance policies. You'll most likely have a Part D prescription drug coverage to use at your pharmacy. You may have a Medicare supplement insurance, that's also known as Medigap, or you have other coverage to fill the gaps of Medicare, such as cards from your employer group plan or a retiree health plan. And the alternative to original Medicare is a private Medicare Advantage plan Uh, that requires you to sign up for Medicare Parts and and B first. And in this case, you'll receive a Medicare card and also a separate Medicare Advantage plan card. And take the Medicare Advantage card to you with your appointments, but keep your Medicare card where you can find it. It will be important if you decide to switch to original Medicare later. So, you know, really nothing in this world is scam proof. Medicare is not going to call you and ask you for your social security number. They're not going to ever charge you a fee. They don't make the plastic cards. They don't make chip cards. They have paper. You can go online and do that. So always protect your card. Keep your card with your Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement card and keep them together in your wallet or if you keep them in a separate place with your doctor's information. And a lot of folks put their... uh, insurance brokers business card in there too because if your insurance broker is really working with you they should be with you along your whole journey your whole life of your Medicare coverage if you always want someone that you can uh, trust and know will be there to be your advocate reach out to us at weknowmedicare.org or call us at 877-346-2060 we're going to be happy to help you stick around we're taking a break I'm going to get some more coffee. We'll be right back.
2: in a name. No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare. That's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare Supplement Insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are are many options out there. We Know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot. With We Know Medicare, your advocate for healthcare needs. Learn more at weknowmedicare.org, then call them and request a no-cost consultation 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area. Any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options.
0: And now, more of We Know Medicare with Dan Leary.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You know, the... There's been a lot of rules changed in the Medicare uh, environment and many uh, insurance agents who and brokers who work in the field of Medicare, which is the Medicare vantage plans and prescription drug plans and Medicare supplements and anything related around uh, that type of healthcare. Um, you know, going through a lot of rules changes um, and it's great benefits for you as as a consumer. Uh, But what we really are appreciating is uh, the feds are cracking down on Medicare Advantage marketing. Now, not the insurance companies that are doing the marketing. And I'm sure you've all seen this and we've even done some stunts on the show regarding this. But starting uh, September 30th, uh, if, The Joe Namath, William Shatner, Jimmy Walker commercials want to sell you on Medicare Advantage, they're going to have to disclose what insurance plan they're advertising. And these television pitches can't misuse the Medicare logo or card to lead consumers to believe the celebrity endorses or represents the federal government. And it's all part of a regulation that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services finalized in April uh, that is designed to crack down on what Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra has called misleading marketing schemes uh, by health insurance companies that offer Medicare Advantage plans. Well, these aren't always initiated by health insurance companies and what we have found out in some recent medicare surveillance is that these places are basically lead houses generating calls to come in that they turn around and sell the people the leads they sell these leads to you Now, Medicare Advantage plans uh, are the private insurance alternative to original Medicare. And enrollment in these plans has exploded in recent years. And federal officials estimate that by the end of 2023, more than half of the 65 million Medicare enrollees will get their health care through a Medicare Advantage plan. Now, that's not a bad thing. And original Medicare and Medicare Advantage plans are different. Now, under original Medicare, beneficiaries can go to any provider they choose that accepts Medicare. They have to sign up for a separate Part D prescription drug plan to get drug coverage. And they often buy a supplemental or MediCap policy to help pay for out-of-pocket Medicare expenses. Now, under a Medicare Advantage plans, enrollees typically have to go to a doctor or other healthcare provider that participates in the private insurance plans network. And Medicare Advantage plans typically include prescription drug coverage and many cover services that original Medicare doesn't, such as dental, vision, or hearing. Now, among other provisions... Bercera said the new rule would prohibit overly general ads about the Medicare Advantage program that often tend to confuse and mislead those individuals who are eligible to apply for some of these insurance plans. Thank goodness. Um, You know, this is really great because we've we've been looking as brokers for greater support, greater oversight, and enforcement of regulation of marketing materials and marketing standards for, you know, and they put it under Medicare Advantage plans and they put it under Part D prescription plans. But those big television call centers who the calls are being driven by these celebrities endorsing and talking about things that aren't even in the market that they're, they're presenting to has created all this misleading things. So, you know, we have to actually peel back the onion and see where this problem was headed from and stemmed from and why all of these changes were made. And so now there's going to be limits on Medicare marketing. And we've heard, you know, uh, Mina Shashamia, she's the uh, CMS director of Center Medicare, said that they've heard from many seniors and people with disabilities about misleading and using advertising on Medicare Advantage and Part D plans. And you have to know those big call centers, they are independent and they're not licensed entities. They're just lead generating sources. And she said this regulation uh, includes changes to protect people exploring Medicare Advantage and Part D drugs from confusing and potentially misleading marketing practices. I'm so grateful that that's, that is there. For example, the regulation makes it clear that an advertisement for Medicare advantage must specify the name of the plan. It is trying to get older adults to join. So another step that Brendan Rose, he's the government affairs director for AARP uh, is limiting the name of Medicare and prohibiting images of Medicare card in any marketing materials or advertisements, Uh, um, and. That is true unless that name is called out like you're a non-government agency. And so like we do at We Know Medicare, we are We Know Medicare, a non-government agency. We make it very clear that we're not part of the federal program. We are brokers. Now, the great thing that we talk about is brokers must fully explain plans. So this new regulation requires brokers, insurance agents, and others who market Medicare Advantage plans to fully explain the carriers that they are presenting and to make sure the benefits are actually available in the state or county where the consumer lives. And this is a really great regulation and although you know, some of this is a little overreach for the local brokers because uh, Medicare is really uh, was focusing on those big commercials, but it trickled down to all the agents. And you know, what happens is a lot of these providers make these commercials and list all these great benefits without saying that is because of where you live, or you might not be able eligible for these benefits, <clears throat> and They don't really talk about that their Medicare Advantage plans are organized around networks of providers that only cover a certain geographic area. And another provision in the regulation is limits the time an agent or another salesperson can contact a potential enrollee and to try to sell them a Medicare Advantage plan. You know, a lot of times uh, you all get bombarded by cold calls on plans that might be interested in. And I just want to say the regulations have always said that a broker, an agent cannot cold call you out of the blue if you have not given them permission. And also um, in this new regulation, it says that the broker cannot keep calling someone to sell them a plan 12 months after they first asked for information or expressed interest in a plan. So it's really uh important to understand that these new rules that have come out have been because of these massive national commercials showing joe namath william shatner jimmy walker uh, and a myriad of other celebrities making it look like they are you know in being endorsed uh they use the medicare logo they use the you know the medicare card and some of these groups have even, you know, taken the name of Medicare and and do these mailers and these official envelopes, and that'll put statements like, you're gonna lose your benefits and all this crazy stuff on there. And it's a it, we're grateful as a broker community that they're coming down on those those offenders. And at the same time, you know, your your the brokers that you're working with have to follow those same guidelines. And so uh, you know, the insurance agents and insurance brokers that are out there that are helping you in the in the world of Medicare, uh, just want you to know they go through a myriad of tests. They go through a lot of instruction, not only to get their insurance licenses, but they get uh, certified with each one of the insurance companies that they're going to be uh, representing, and in that they have to understand the ethics in each one of those situations. They have to know the products of each one of those insurance companies before they 're ever allowed to uh, market, not sell but market a plan. They have to have uh, what 's called E&O, errors and emissions in, in- insurance to make sure that uh, you know if anything happens, they could be liable. they can make sure you're protected. They need to record any phone calls that you're having to make sure that you're being protected. So a lot of these rules have come out to help you as the beneficiary, but yet our brokers are happy to help you and work under those new guidelines because it has one thing only, and that's to make sure you're protected because you need quality, affordable health care that's Simple to use and easy to access. Nothing more than that. And it needs to be equitable for everyone. So don't listen to those crazy commercials out there on television or even some of the crazy commercials in the the radio space. Work with your local brokers. They understand the local market. They understand networks. Network is not a bad thing in the Medicare Advantage space. There are Medicare supplements. There are is original Medicare. There is a myriad of things that you can do. So work with someone that wants to make sure that your best interests are taken at heart. You can do that and work with us at weknowmedicare.org or give us a call at 877-346-2060. It's really great to be able to talk to you about all this stuff, but I need to go take a break, get some more coffee. And I'll be right back. Stick around.
2: No, we're not referring to roses, but everything you need to know about Medicare. We know Medicare, that's their name. If you're 65 or older, we know Medicare is your resource for Medicare insurance. We know Medicare specializes in all Medicare-related products because one size does not fit all. Changes in Medicare plans occur every year. What's Part D? What's Medicare Supplement Insurance? Does my current insurance cover my needs? Do I have to change doctors with my new insurance plans? Does the plan include prescriptions? There are many options out there. We know Medicare can help you understand the differences and find the right plan for you. Their goal is to help protect your health and finances by choosing the right plan. What's in a name? Well, a lot with We Know Medicare, your advocate for health care needs. Learn more at weknowmedicare.org. Then call them and request a no-cost consultation. 877-346-2060. That's 877-346-2060. 877-346-2060. We know Medicare may not offer every plan in your area any information they provide is limited to the plans they do offer in your area please contact medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options
0: and now more of we know medicare with
1: dan Larry. welcome back everybody thanks for sticking around you know uh Been drinking a lot of water and coffee this morning, and and it's interesting. I'm switching up the subject here and moving away from Social Security and Medicare. And uh, it's interesting that I'm reading this next article because um, I read it in AARP. Michelle Crouch wrote this article. It's amazing, and it says "Gotta Go: Six Strategies to Stop Peeing So Much." And I I I don't. Uh, I'm finding a little bit of humor in that because. Um, you know, it's just an interesting subject. And I I read the article and I think it's really uh, important for us to talk about this. So, you know, it starts off, do you find yourself running to the bathroom all day long or waking up several times at night to pee? So if you go more than eight times a day and more than once at night, you probably have what doctors call frequent urination. It's a common condition among older adults although it can affect people of all ages. Now, many people who have frequent urination also have overactive bladder. It's a condition in which you get an overwhelming urge to go that comes on suddenly and is difficult to control. And urine may leak out if you don't get to the bathroom fast enough. As many as 30% of men and 40% of women experience it, at least sometimes, according to the Urology Care Foundation. In and of itself, frequent urination isn't harmful, but it can be embarrassing and annoying, especially if that gotta go feeling is keeping you from doing activities you enjoy, such as taking long trips or hiking. Uh, If you're flying, sit on the aisle seat. And if you wake up a lot to pee during the night, disturbed sleep has been linked to health conditions including diabetes, heart disease, and dementia. Not a normal part of aging. So many older adults assume that peeing all the time is a normal part of aging, but that's not the case, um, says Elizabeth Braxton. She's a urogynecologist with Novant Health Pelvic Health Center in Greensboro, North, North Carolina. It's definitely more common as you age, but it's not normal. She says, if you feel like you are urinating too frequently, or if you're always thinking about what, where the next bathroom is, you should talk to your doctor about potential causes. So frequent urination can be a sign of a more serious condition, such as diabetes, a urinary tract infection, uh, inter, stital cystitis or an enlarged prostate it can also be a side effect of some medications particularly diuretics sometimes simply changing how and when you take your medications can make a big difference she says now even if there are no underlying conditions causing your pee problem that doesn't mean you have to live with it and taking the following steps can help you reduce your need to pee all the time And remember, these are general suggestions, not a physician. So this is not your prescription. These are just good following general steps that will help reduce this. You want to drink water wisely. If you drink a lot during the day, cutting back can significantly reduce urination frequency. Many people guzzle the oft-recommended eight glasses of water a day, but there's no science behind that number, says uh, Karen Elber. She's a board-certified urologist at Cedar sinai Medical Center uh, in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and if you have a large person working outside sweating, they probably need more than that. Uh, but a petite person who sits at a desk all day probably needs much less than that. I spend half my day telling people they're drinking too much fluid. However, if you don't drink enough fluids, that too can trigger more trips to the bathroom, says Elise Forsythe. She's a board-certified physician uh, assisting in specializing urology, uh, Aeroflow Urology in North Carolina. So it sounds, inter- it sounds counterintuitive, but urine is made up of waste products, and it's very, very irritating to the body. So the more concentrated your urine is, the more irritating it is, and that gives you the urge to go. So how much should you drink, right? That's the question. And it's best to let your thirst guide you, but aim for a minimum of 40 ounces of fluid a day. That's about five glasses. Uh, Your urine color should be light to medium yellow. You could change your diet and give up foods and drinks that are known to cause bladder problems and cause you uh, to urinate less often. And perhaps the most well-known culprit is coffee, uh, as I take a sip. Uh, In one study, men who drank two cups of coffee a day were 72% more likely to have bladder problems, including frequent urination and leakage. Many other studies show the same association in women. And other bladder irritants include alcohol, caffeine, spicy foods, high acids such as citrus and tomatoes, chocolate, artificial sweeteners, and carbonated beverages, including unsweetened seltzer water. Now, experts recommend giving up all of those foods for two weeks and then reintroducing them to your diet one at a time to see which one's the trigger. And get out of the habit of going just in case. Going to the bathroom before you feel the urge can actually worsen urination frequency. So here's why. Most people start to feel the sensation that their bladder is full about 10 to 15 minutes before they really need to go. If you routinely go before that sensation kicks in, the nerves in your bladder will adapt over time and start signaling your brain that you need to go sooner. When your bladder is half full, you'll start to have the same sensation you used to have when it was three quarters full. That's the line of capacity drops down so it's pretty interesting right so that you're really setting yourself you're training yourself oh getting in the car gotta go and you don't really have to go but you're telling yourself and so this makes sense try to hold off when you feel the urge so one of the most effective strategies is to reduce your need to pee all the time is to hold off for as long as possible after you feel the urge now Experts say holding your pee for extended amounts of time, five hours or more on a regular basis is not good for you either, as it may increase your risk of a urinary tract uh, infection or incontinence or indicate that you're dehydrated. Sitting down can help you avoid and hold off when you have to go because it places pressure on the pudendal nerve, which causes a reflex quieting of the bladder. Uh, according to urologist uh, Jill Rabin. And um, contracting your pelvic floor, these are doing kegels, uh, also calms the bladder and can make it easier to wait. Uh, Dr. Braxton tells her patients to take big, slow, deep breaths, then close their eyes and contract the pelvic floor muscles and consciously tell your bladder to calm down. Uh, It's not Perfect, but one in two to three women who uh, do that will get improvement, she says. And men can do kegels too. And doing them a few times a day will strengthen your pelvic floor and help maximize the movement's effectiveness in controlling those gotta-go impulses. Um, The benefit, uh, the kegels are also a great tool to control leakage because they're tightening muscles, so really good to do. Um, set a bathroom schedule, um, you know, it's, that's an interesting concept, you know, from, for even more control, consider trying a behavioral therapy called timed voiding, uh, to do it, you track how often you go to the bathroom, set a schedule that adds 10 or 15 minutes to the interval between toilet breaks. So for example, if you if typically urinate about every 45 minutes, try to go every hour instead, and follow the schedule even if you feel like you have to go. And after about a week, add another 15 minutes and keep increasing the interval until you can last at least two hours between bathroom visits uh, is what timed avoiding behavioral therapy uh, is suggesting. You'll wanna seek medical intervention if you still struggle with urination frequency after making uh, the lifestyle changes. Uh, We've talked about, you wanna talk to your doctor about your medical options. And if you have an overactive bladder, your doctor can prescribe a medication to help weaken the urge to urinate. And other treatments include include nerve stimulation, Botox injections, or if you have a severe case, surgery to implant a bladder pacemaker that can help control bladder function. Uh, Bottom line here is that if you're peeing too much and it bothers you, you should see your doctor And some people find it really impairs their quality of life. So get treatment if it keeps you from doing the things you want, right? Always, this is about your health, your life, your quality of life. And so it's really important that when you're having some of these things that happen and you try some of these simple exercises and changing your diet, limiting your coffee, limiting your water, not from eight glasses to let's say five glasses. But if you're a bigger person and you've been sweating, you may need more water. So you don't uh, dehydrate. And I said, you know, change your diet. You can look at bladder irritants, alcohol, caffeine, spicy foods, Uh, getting out of the habit of going just in case, trying to hold off when you feel the urge, not lasting too long, but you know, going five hours because you can give yourself an infection, so um, you know, do kegel exercises uh, they 're not perfect, but it 's helping several individuals. There is the bathroom schedule technique, and lastly again, back circling back. If these issues are bothering you, go see your doctor don't let these things impair the quality of your life when you need help, go get it, and if you're you know, with someone who needs help, your caretaker, a spouse, significant other, uh, son, daughter, and you know that the person that you care for has this issue, help them, talk to them, and, you know, be proactive in helping them with this situation. Uh, You know, uh, we're in a really great situation to be able to bring you information, not just on Medicare, not on Medicaid, not on the Veterans Administration, not on dual eligibles, not on low-income subsidy, but Social Security, things about health, things about your well-being. And that's why we do this. We want to make sure that you, as an individual, get quality, affordable health care that's easy to use and simple to access. Everyone, be good, people. Until next week, I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's broadcast of We Know Medicare. We Know Medicare is a dedicated resource and advocate for Medicare-eligibles and independent of both individual insurance companies and Medicare itself, allowing them to provide unbiased assistance to Medicare recipients in need of a quarterly health care plan. Visit WeKnowMedicare.org to learn more. That's WeKnowMedicare.org. And tune in next week for more We Know Medicare.